Hey guys, and welcome back to the Talking Fit Podcast. We are with you live here today on a beautiful Friday evening up here For in upstate New York. Yeah, it is. It is actually beautiful this time. All right, it's a gorgeous day out here, and we are here to talk to you a bit about the number one macronutrient in our opinion and widely accepted as well: protein. All right, so protein. Uh, talk about. We're going to talk about why it's important. Give it a, a little breakdown and talk about it a little further in depth with us today. All right, so. Sit back, relax, kick your feet up, and enjoy. Yeah, so this is probably the thing that I have the the most frequent conversation about when it comes to my nutrition plan. So, like, just just this year alone, between, like, challenges and, like, independent nutrition plans doing one-on-one, I've probably worked with over 100 people. Now, some of these are repeat people and stuff like that, but over 100 mm. nutrition kind of pl- programs that I've, I've worked on. And so that's just in 2021. So you can imagine over the course of like two, three years of doing this, how many people I've talked to. And the most consistent conversation I have is I'm having trouble getting more protein in my diet. Yes, <laughs> and those, Yes, that's the most consistent conversation I have. And now just to, to front, I, uh, to front uh, and I said front end, I don't know if that's a saying, but just to, to proceed what we're talking about is uh, the positive part of this is that if you're on a weight loss program right now or a nutrition program and your biggest concern is trying to get enough protein into your diet, I'd say that that is a good problem to have because mm-hmm. it's getting your focus on more of the uh, addition versus subtraction and elimination. So you're focusing on things you're adding to your diet as opposed to always just most fad diets are focused on things you need to take away. So the way that Tyler coaches his clients and the way I coach my clients and the way that the majority of quality nutrition coaches coach their clients is focusing on what to add to your diet as opposed to just what to take away. And the reason why this is very important is because for someone trying to lose weight, if you're only focused on things you need to eliminate, just emotionally, behaviorally, you start to then crave those things more. Mm -hmm. But if I shift that focus towards eating more of a certain nutrient, in this case protein, or in all cases protein, you're going to then have a more positive relationship with food because you're not like, oh, I can't eat this. You're focused more on, oh, I need to add this to my meal or add this to my day-to-day. So that's another thing we're going to talk about later is just on tips on how to get more protein and things like that. So uh, first off, uh, you know, when you're dealing with a new nutrition client, uh, maybe someone you haven't worked with before, and you're, you give them their, you know, their, their calorie protein breakdown, the, the first reaction I would assume is the f- a reaction I get, which is, Always. oh my God, how am I supposed to eat that much protein? So uh, when, when you have someone who's trying to lose weight and they're usually afraid of eating more food, uh, what are some things that you tell them as to why they need to eat more protein? Yeah, so me personally, I mean, I can talk from personal experience just based upon the amount of protein I eat every day. Um, Huge, huge reason for me is, uh, and I'll tell my clients, is in terms of uh, satiety, uh, making sure you stay full throughout the day um, and giving you the ability to maintain uh, not only your hunger levels, but to stay satiated throughout the day, meaning that you're not going to go for a quick grab and grab something out of the vending machine or a snack that you brought with you, something of that nature. Um, And if you do do that, that's fine, but again, making it more protein-based. So in my opinion, you need protein basically like more than any other macronutrient simply because you'll stay fuller and that's a base reason but in, in doing so it'll keep you from engaging in foods that are more uh, either fat or calorie or carb based yeah so if you're if you're if you're trying to lose weight uh, which I would assume that the majority of people listening to this are, are, are either trying to lose weight or at least you know lose body fat uh, the two most important things you're going to pay attention to are your calorie intake, and then right behind that is your protein intake. Yep. So uh, one of the questions that I, that I've answered before, or, or I see a lot, is well, if you know if calories are the only thing that matter when it comes to weight loss, then why do you have to worry so much about, about protein? protein yeah. uh, and the reason why is because if you're getting enough protein, like Ty said, you're going to be way more full throughout the day. Mm-hmm. You're not going to be you know doing that mindless snacking. You know, protein takes longer to digest than mm-hmm. carbs and fats. So um, the comparison I, I make a lot is think about how you feel after eating like a half a family size bag of like Lay's potato chips versus after eating like a six ounce steak. Steaks, you know yeah. what I mean? So if you eat the, the bag of potato chips, the half a bag, the likelihood that you're going to eat the whole bag is very, very high mm-hmm. or even that you're going to eat something else afterwards because it's not very filling. It digests very fast. It's very salty, very palatable. Yep. It's designed to eat, make you eat more. Whereas if you eat a six, eight ounce steak, most people 
you know, especially like clients who aren't used to eating that much protein will barely finish the steak and they're definitely not going back for seconds. No, so, no. Uh, you know, that's, that's a prime example. Whereas the bag of potato chips might have 1200 calories. That steak is only going to have like maybe 400, 500 calories for a mm-hmm. big, big, and that's for a big steak. Mm-hmm. So for that person, you've now cut your calorie intake in half and probably 10 X your protein intake. If you're yeah. comparing an eight ounce steak to a bag of chips, so right there, you can see behaviorally, you're more full, so you feel full, you feel like you ate a lot more food, even though you took in half or less than half the amount of calories, which again, that's gonna control your calorie intake, and it's going to help you lose weight. Um, another thing is that it supports uh, protein that is supports lean muscle. So mm-hmm. the more lean muscle you have on your body, again, this is all assuming that you're doing some sort of strength training or resistance training two to four to five times a week, Having enough protein is going to support lean muscle building. The more lean muscle you have on your body, the more uh, calories you burn just doing nothing. So me and Tyler are sitting here recording a podcast right now. Uh, Just by having lean muscle, I am burning more calories just sitting here than if I didn't have lean muscle. So it's not a... It's, it's not as large of a difference as people think. It's not like you're burning a thousand extra calories a day by just having more lean muscle. But, you know, studies have shown that you're burning a significant more. And, yeah. that, you know, it's enough to where if you compound that over the seven days a week, 50 or 52 weeks a year, it adds up to a lot of extra calorie burn a year. This is just by having, you know, more lean muscle on your body. So strength training with protein is going to be very, very important. It's not just a meathead thing of uh, chugging <laughs> protein shakes, eating steaks, and lifting weights. Just because it tastes good. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's not why we do it. Uh, so I think that um, uh, one of the, the most important and you know overlooked things when people are, are going on a diet is they don't focus on their protein intake. They're only focused on eating low-calorie foods. Mm-hmm. And I just had this conversation with a client this week, and you know he's he was saying to me how uh, – he, he's, he gets so focused on trying to control his calories that he doesn't pay attention to his protein intake. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, he'll eat like a piece of fruit for lunch because he's thinking, oh, it's a low-calorie snack. And he'll eat like, you know, um, I'm trying to think off the top of my head what, what we were talking about. But maybe he'll only eat like a couple of egg whites for breakfast. Mm-hmm. And I'm trying to get him into the mindset of eating more protein. And, you know, behaviorally, he's afraid to because he's afraid by eating more food, he will then gain unwanted weight. Uh, but... When people are focusing on low-calorie foods, that only lasts for so long. So what happens is you go on these low, low-calorie diets where you're eating just like apples and nuts and, and you know salads. You're not focusing on protein. It lasts for sometimes maybe four days, <laughs> maybe four weeks even. But then on the back end of that, you end up having those days where you're like, oh, screw it, and you go off the rails. Yep. Whereas if you're controlling your protein intake and you're keeping it high, you're more full, you have more lean muscle, you, st- you see steadier weight loss, but you're not starving which again is why it's so important. I think the, the fact in like taking into account so much and that's why when you asked me that question why I said what, you know, what's like the importance of it is the satiety for, for me, generally speaking, um, I, I eat, so I'm about 280 pounds, give or take sometimes five pounds and seven feet tall. So uh, in terms of administering protein for yourself or your clients, generally speaking, uh, try to keep it about 0.7 to 0.8 uh, all the way up to you can go as high as maybe about one and a half I've seen even two grams which is insane uh, yeah. <laughs> in my opinion to a per pound of a lean body mass and uh, for me in terms of uh, I, I like to stay within those ratios um, number one depends on my goals but number two again just relating more towards uh, about staying uh, satiated throughout the day because if I fill up on other things, I can just feel the difference in terms of my energy as well. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Whether it be for work, my workouts, things of that nature. If I'm not able to say uh, satiate throughout the day, I also find that I lose focus on my work and things of that nature. So it's always been my go-to as far as that goes. Um, I prefer to stay, depending on the client, and you can chime in and tell me what you think as well. Um, as far as women go, I think women tend to... Um, eat less protein and they choose to not like protein as much, if yeah. that makes sense. Yeah, that I makes find sense. that a lot more than us men who are like, yeah, steaks makes us, <laughs> us... I mean, a lot of that goes into marketing and society and that's a whole different conversation that we could have. Um, so I like to keep them, generally speaking, more towards the lower range because I find it makes it uh, easier for them to eat uh, over the long term, easier for them to stick to. And again, fellas will be more towards the higher range. 
Um, in terms of being able to like get in the protein throughout the day, though, I always like to stress as well that to make sure it is coming from your whole food sources. Oh yeah, yeah. So many times, I feel like I've had clients that are just like, "How'd you eat today?" They they show me the screenshot, and it's like two protein shakes in the morning, one for a snack, and then I had one for dessert, and I'm like. I love that you're getting in the protein. Yeah. Like, that's awesome. You're going to need you. You still will feel the effects, I think, to some extent in terms of... You just fart a lot more. <laughs> <laughs> I think in terms... Yeah, 100%, especially if it's whey. Um, I just... I think in terms of just realizing that still uh, always leading from the forefront with your food decisions to make it be whole food based, uh, simply concerning from the nutrients... Uh, the micronutrients that you'll get from steak, chicken, eggs, things of that nature, rather than just, you know, a scoop of uh, gold standard. It will absolutely tear your stomach up, and you'll be leaving some holes in your diet as well. <laughs> but here's, no, there's a few really good points that you touched on that I kind of, that I think we should dive a little bit mm-hmm. deeper into so people understand it. Sure. So the first thing was the, how much protein should you eat? So yep. Ty said anywhere from, you know, 0.7 grams to a gram and a half per pound of lean body mm-hmm. mass. Yep. I like to use, I, 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 let me know if this makes sense to you. Like, I yep. like to go in terms of uh, goal body weight. Yeah. So, so, so yes. yeah, yeah. So just because most people don't know what their lean body mass is mm-hmm. versus their total body weight. So how that would work is if, if you're, if you're someone who's, who's thinking about trying to track their protein, um, if your goal was, uh, let's say you're, uh, a female, you know, in their forties and you right now you're 180 pounds and your goal body weight is 150 pounds. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you were if you were, were figuring out your protein, the high end would be around 150 grams of protein because that's one gram per pound of your goal body, body weight. weight yep. Now, when he but he also said you can go as low as 0.7. So um, you can't see me, but I'm doing math on my <laughs> iPhone. So points. Uh, no, you're good. Take your time. <laughs> so 0.7, it would be a 105. So that's yep. 105 grams of protein. Now, I will say, though, regardless of your goal, I would never go lower than 100 grams a day. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you agree with that or not, mm-hmm. but like mm-hmm. I've, I will ne- I'll usually never set anyone's goal lower than that because most people across the board, men or women, when they're not tracking their protein, are Sometimes they're barely scraping 60 grams a day. Yep. So I do, but I do agree with Ty that I will generally speaking uh, set female protein goals towards the lower end of the range, whereas males I will go a little higher. Yep. So for example, if I have a female client who's you know uh, 185 and she wants to get down to 150 and her goal protein that I believe would be, should be around 150 grams a day because that's a gram per, times uh, a gram per pound of goal body weight. I'll usually set it at like 120, mm-hmm. you know, yep. to start because when I throw that 150 out, it's very intimidating. It's tim- yeah, so I start exactly. a little on the lower end, like you said, which I think is a great point, and then I build that up once they hit that 120 consistently, mm-hmm. I will then say, all right, let's try 130, or let's try 125, and then we start bumping it up till they can get to that one gram. For males, I do find that if I give them that one gram, or even if there's someone who's, you know, has a lot of lean muscle, uh, if I give them that gram and a half per pound of body weight, mm-hmm. they, they can usually hit that relatively easily. Um, just because, yeah, guys do tend to veer more towards protein uh, sources for meals than women do. I think a lot of women have been sold the idea that they need to eat like, you know, yogurt and like just regular yes. yogurt and salads yep. to lose weight. Yep. Um, but I mean, any female that I've ever worked with who's eating a solid amount of protein a day from whole food sources, they do see great weight loss. Um, you know, they have better energy and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. So again, if you're trying to figure out your protein uh, amount, it would be on the low end would be 0. 0.7, 0. 0.8 grams per pound of goal body weight. Higher end would be around a gram per pound of goal body weight. If you are someone who is uh, already very consistent, has a lot of lean muscle, you can go up to it as high as a gram and a half mm-hmm. uh, per pound. Uh, the other thing that you said that I think was a good point to touch on was not getting it all from protein shakes. Yeah. And and, and the, the the one thing that you said though was about the the nutrient, uh, you know, the nutrients that you're missing. And I think a good point is that when you're eating a whole food protein source you are way more likely to have sides with that, right? So you're going to have potatoes or rice or veggies. So you're going to pair that protein with a side that's going to be very nutrient-dense. 
Whereas when you have a protein shake, most people are going to go scoop of protein in milk or almond milk or water. Mm -hmm. They might throw a banana in there or something like that, but that's pretty much it. So even if you are doing, like Ty does like a smoothie in the morning. Smoothies are underrated. But even if you are doing a smoothie, if you're doing three of those a day, it's a lot of artificial protein. So I would steer clear of that. If you are having a lot of trouble getting whole food protein sources in your diet, we're going to go through some good sources in a minute. But um, if you are having trouble getting good protein sources from whole foods in your diet because you just don't really like it, mm-hmm. um, that's I would say first go through the list of proteins that we're going to give you and mm-hmm. find a couple that you like and rotate through them throughout the week. But otherwise, I will say there is a little bit of like, okay, well, this is a small sacrifice to make. If you just happen not to really like you know, chicken, there's plenty other <laughs> options that you can, but if you can't, if it, again, we're going to go through more detail, but if you can't find a red meat, white meat or fish or eggs or whatever that you like, I think you're just being really, really picky. <laughs> so, so maybe you, <laughs> yeah. you know, like, again, we're, just, we're talking about if you're trying to get 120 grams a day, uh, it's really not that many, um, that many feedings a day to hit that. It's not like you have to eat 17 servings of chicken a day. Yeah, no, I, I 100% agree. I've, got, I've gotten that feedback from a couple of people saying, oh, like I'm, I'm struggling to get my protein in today. And, that, you know, again, being as, even at something, like you said, administering to, say, a smaller woman about 120 grams, when you break it down throughout the day, to get 30 to 40 grams of protein, generally speaking, isn't that much. So if you want to, most people, chicken tends to be like in the fitness world, like the epitome, I feel like, of where you get oh, your yeah. protein from. It's crazy. I love people be like, it's hard for me to get protein because I don't like chicken. Yeah. And like, <laughs> I sent you a list of 30 things to choose from. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I, I think it's like, it just when you go and like break it down for them, like you can show them. Like generally speaking, like, and so whether it be chicken breast, um, and one ounce of chicken, there's about eight to nine ounces, depending on how much fat is in it. Um of uh, protein, or excuse me, grams of uh, protein. So that being said, you know, about four to, four to five ounces and you can get that right within a meal. And if you put that up to see what that looks like in terms of scale for most people, that's gonna be, uh, unless you have really small hands, I said it's about, gonna be about the thickness of your palm and about the width of your palm as well. So it's not a, a crazy amount of food that you would need to eat at each meal. Um, and I think I go with the same notion as you in terms of like, it is a little bit of a, you know, this is a sacrifice that you have to make in order to reach the goals that you that you want to reach if you're continuing instead of eating your protein to say nah i don't want any protein i'm just gonna have this half a bag of chips well i that was that was real simple and easy for you to shovel down let's change our mindset a little bit and do something that's going to be a little more nourishing for your body yeah i and i think that um like to your point if you really just break it down by the the meal uh, and not looking at your entire day, it makes it much more yeah, uh, palatable, mentally palatable to to hit that. So if I tell you to eat again, guys, like you know, between you know, I, Ty is probably eating how many grams of protein a day? About? Uh, right now, just because uh, I'm slightly below maintenance, I try to keep it a, a little higher, so it'd be closer to like 300 grams. Yeah, exactly. So Ty's eating like 300 grams of protein a day. I <laughs> I honestly right now I'm eating about. 220 225 up to sometimes 240 grams and i'm like 196 so like yeah so like i'm eating a a good amount of protein a day and i do maybe one shake Mm -hmm. and so again and not saying like oh we're so awesome because we can eat those protein i'm saying if you i've i've posted i literally i do like these group challenges and i've really posted pictures of my breakfast to the challenge and it's it's not a huge breakfast it'll be like egg whites uh, you know, Greek yogurt and maybe like oatmeal on the side. And I'll be like, you know, 70 grams of protein in this meal. Mm-hmm. And then someone else comment and be like, I wish I could get 70 grams of protein. I'm like, just eat what's in the fucking picture <laughs> and you'll get 70 grams of protein. <laughs> you will. Yeah. Like, you don't I, have to wish. It's I, right I, I didn't invent this meal. Like, it's just, <laughs> just eat the, exactly what's in the picture. So, yeah. um, so going through it, I know Ty has put this out before. I've put this out the, before which is uh, some good protein sources. But the oh, yeah. first thing I want to do is before we do this, because I think this is just as if not more important, is common uh, foods that people think are protein sources oh, that goodness. are not protein sources. Nut butter. So, yes, peanut <laughs> butter, peanuts, yep. almonds, uh, cheese. Yeah, cheese. These are nice. all not protein sources. Even things that even like cheese, almonds, peanut butter – these are all good 
fat sources. They are way higher in fat. So what makes a good protein source? A good protein source means that the majority of the calories per serving come from protein. So if you look at a serving of peanut butter um, for like 180 calories, you're getting about 16 grams of fat and under 10 grams of protein. So that means the majority of calories are coming from fat. Same thing with nuts. You're getting maybe 22 grams of fat per serving and maybe five, six grams of protein. Mm -hmm. These are not good protein sources. And this is as simple as flipping the package around and looking at the nutrition label before you eat it to understand if you are looking to get 120, 150, 180 grams of protein a day, you need to be getting at least 30 to 40 grams of protein per serving. So if you per meal. So if you flip a nutrition label over and you see it's only got six grams of protein and 20 grams of fat, just by math, in order for you to get 30 grams of protein from that meal, you would have to eat five servings, which would be 110 grams of fat for your 30 grams of protein. Not a good protein source. (laughs) So um, what I, so those are some, some very common ones. There are even some like things that are um, a little bit more towards what a protein source would be, but mm-hmm. are still not good protein sources. These are things like uh, like bacon, yep. um, sausage, uh, chick- chicken. Steak, depending on the cut. Yeah, depending on the cut of steak. So mm-hmm. like also beef. Um, beef is a amazing. A steak, steak and beef are great protein sources. Yeah. But if you're getting like seventy five percent beef or eighty percent beef, not a great protein source. It's very very high in fat. Go for 93%, 91% beef. Mm-hmm. For steaks, you're going to want to go more like strip steak, things yep, like so that, as opposed to uh, a sirloin is a really, really good one, um, as opposed to like a ribeye, which is going to be much higher in fat. Skirt steaks, amazing, but high, high fat. High, high fat, yeah. <laughs> so again, this is as simple, guys, as, as flipping the nutrition label over. You can also go to, to Ty's Instagram page or my Instagram page uh, in the show notes, and we, we have posted these lists uh, before so these those are just some common things uh, that are not really good protein sources that people think are mm-hmm. so um, so break it down so what are some what are some uh, common protein sources that you give uh, to your clients so these are all sources of protein that are really good have a good quality amount of protein per serving for a relatively low calorie fat amount yeah for sure so I actually have this, uh, and Adam does as well. Yeah, we post it on, uh, on both of our Instagrams uh, as uh, something you can screenshot and keep with you if you ever get in you know, a moment and uh, kind of think of what, what can I have at this restaurant or you're shopping, you need to uh, pick certain sources in which to choose from. We both have lists which you can go on and, and use for your liking. But uh, So for me, I'll start with just like, we'll start with a more of a meat-based protein, uh, chicken, chicken thighs. Uh, those are huge for me and me and my household. Um, and that is not simply because of the ratio I would say of the the fat to protein content, I honestly just love chicken, man. I love I yeah. love chicken, and if it works, you know, if the shoe fits. Oh yeah, so like I think uh, boneless, skinless chicken thighs are so underrated Super. because people just assume that the thigh is bad for you because mm-hmm. people have been told that you only should eat the white meat. The white meat's good. Yep. Um, if you're getting boneless, skinless chicken thighs, you're looking at about 20 grams of protein per serving for only about four grams of fat. Yep. And a chicken breast is like maybe one gram of fat one, for 20 yep. grams. So it's not a huge difference. So I, for me personally, chicken breast gets very, very old for me very, very quickly. Mm-hmm. If I eat that you know, for three days in a row, I'm sick. But whereas chicken thighs, I can eat them every day. So, so much flavor. Yeah, so much more flavor. <laughs> yeah. Again, your your all your your sacrifice you're making is three extra grams of fat, which if you're tracking your calories, is very easy to fit in. So, mm-hmm. uh, chicken, chicken thighs, both boneless, skinless. Uh, what else you got on your list? Uh, also, steak strips. You know, like we were talking about strips, sirloin, things of that nature. Uh, turkey, both ground. And lunch meat, if it really in a pinch, I think it gets a little more technical and a little more. Uh, in terms of focusing on your health when it comes to that because they can be very high in terms of sodium content yeah. and such. But I think overall, but, if you, know. you are new or, or if you're newer experienced, if you're trying to get your protein in and you're eating six ounces of deli turkey a day, yeah. I think the the pros outweigh the cons 100%. on that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're going to get – so I like deli turkey. Even like deli roast beef is pretty lean too or they even make like deli uh, – like sliced chicken breast and stuff mm-hmm. like that, which mm-hmm. has a little bit more flavor. Uh, understand that like things like seasonings and stuff don't have calories. So if you get like a sliced buffalo uh, deli chicken breast to give it some more flavor, you're not adding a ton of calories to it. It's just more flavor because of the seasoning. So mm-hmm. um, so we'll go through them and I'll, I'll keep – again, these are all on our Instagram pages or if you want us to directly email it to you, just let us know. But uh, So we got uh, chicken breast, chicken thighs, 
uh, steak or just like sirloins, strip steaks are very mm-hmm. good. Um, beef is going to be any sort of ground beef uh, that's 90% or higher. Yep. The higher the percentage, the lower the fat. Um, so I go as – if I can find it, I'll get 93 96% lean beef uh, again it's a little little bit drier than like an 85 percent, but mm-hmm. it, it's a small sacrifice to make and another thing is with the amount of calories you save by going with 93 96 you can bit. add a slice of cheese to that and make it a cheeseburger you know what i mean so it's true yeah so i the little things like that really help uh so you got deli turkey deli roast beef uh what else you got eggs egg whites venison is a great one most people don't think about actually um and then Pork, but again, staying away from the bacon, which is a lot. Much bacon more and fat ri- bacon but... ribs, things yeah, like that. Yeah, pork yeah. chops are going to be very high in fat, so yep. go towards like pork tenderloin. Yes. Again, all you got, guys, all you got to do, flip that label over, look at the nutrition facts. If it's got four grams of fat and twenty grams of protein, it is a good protein source. And most, if you get a good pork tenderloin, again, you're looking at a low. Uh, and I'll get. I think it's. I think the brand is like Smithfield or Hatfield. I can't remember. It's it's a something field. But they made like these pre-marinated like pork tenderloins. Oh yeah, they're, they're really good. They are pretty good. Only like four grams of fat and like twenty grams of protein. Uh, so those are some good uh, meat sources. Let me see if I I had anything on my list to add to that. Um, no, I think that's all I had on the the meat or things like beef jerky or even like a ham steak mm-hmm. uh, for like with your breakfast is a pretty lean. Um, and all these sources have around 20 to 30 grams of protein per serving, which a serving is usually like four ounces. Yep. So again, if you're eating six ounces, that's your 30 grams right there. Yeah. Uh, so, and then what about like seafood? Seafood, I mean, we could go... Uh, so many. <laughs> yeah. Pretty much all of the white fish <laughs> and in a, in a grand uh, blanket statement, but tuna, haddock, cod, um, swordfish. Uh, I would say you can definitely get into some more uh, like the crustaceans, so crabs, lobster, shrimp. As well, very, very low on fat, but it's strictly just eating protein, guys. Um, in general, clams, mussels. The one fish, and it's commonly, uh, I would say, mis- misconceptualized. Not to say that it's unhealthy, but there is a higher fat content than the majority of the other more white fish is salmon. Oh, yeah, yeah. Amazing in terms of omega-3s, getting your fatty acids and things of that nature. But, again, it is more fat-dense, and the ratio yeah. is different comparatively. So, yeah, that is definitely something to pay attention to. Like, yeah. salmon is going to have a much higher fat content. But, again, if you're eating a baked or grilled or poached salmon, yep. and you're you're worried about the calories don't don't yeah. just eat it because again w- compare what your meal may have been a month ago maybe that yep. meal would have been lasagna yeah, <laughs> so exactly. like, you know yeah, what yeah, I mean yeah. so uh I as so me personally I eat salmon probably once or twice a week mm-hmm. uh just because I it tastes way better because of the higher fat content even things like uh like sea bass is really expensive but it's really good but it's a it's a much higher fat content so just be aware of that but um yeah a uh, scallops are really good mm-hmm. i get like the pre-cooked uh, uh frozen uh cocktail shrimp and i'll just shrimp let it too. thaw out in my fridge and then i'll just if i'm low on protein i just add like a, a handful of that to a meal and mm-hmm. that's, that'll be like an extra 20 20 grams surf and turf yeah surf and turf yeah, it's, easy it's, way. it's so easy and then there's uh he's got we got some dairy sources what do you got on for yeah dairy? dairy sources uh definitely cottage cheese is one that you will see uh basically anywhere in the fitness and, and health world you'll see people eating some type of cottage cheese whether it be with fruit um i've seen people have them with uh just other like sides as well but most of the time i see it with fruit or vegetables i've seen people dip them in there i just eat it straight up me too yeah uh, i just I'm, go yeah, straight up yeah. i like the small curds Really just straight up, and it goes down pretty smooth. It's not too bad. Um, generally speaking, dairy tears my stomach up. But if, <laughs> if I have a choice, yeah, I just eat it straight. Uh, milk, I think that doesn't mean that it doesn't have to be strictly just uh, dairy milk. Uh, it can come from, in terms of a protein source, uh, not the greatest per se, I would say, is for, uh, comparative, comparative to dairy milk, like say almond milk, cashew milk, those things aren't too crazy, but they do have higher levels of actually calcium in them. Yeah, I think I think if you're drinking like regular, just straight up milk, if you're going for like a like a two percent or or a yeah. skim milk, you're pretty much just adding straight protein to whatever you're eating. There's also like uh, I'll get like fat free or or two mm-hmm. percent Greek yogurt, yep. and uh, Greek yogurt has the the thing with the yogurts you want to watch out for is. When you get like the the ones that are like pre-flavored, sometimes like with the fruit in it, they can be super high in sugar. sugar so yeah. I always go plain 
and then I'll put add-ins myself because mm-hmm. then I can control the portion sizes. So I'll get plain Greek yogurt and I'll add in, you know, fruit or peanut butter or even like a half scoop of protein mm-hmm. uh, powder to just give it some more flavor. Um, I'll also use Greek yogurt as a topping um, the same way you would use like sour cream. Yes. So yeah. <laughs> yes. So All like the time, if you're using it fits perfect. Exactly. So if you're eating like tacos or uh, any sort of like like salsa or Mexican flavored food, if you add Greek yogurt to it, it tastes really good. Or Thai turned me on actually to this chili garlic sauce. I don't even know the, yeah, the brand. Buddy. It's like this Asian <laughs> chili garlic sauce. Um, yep. So it's really spicy. But if you Amazing. put that and Greek yogurt, the the Greek yogurt kind of cuts the spice a little bit, mm-hmm. and it tastes really really good um a simple way to make a nice uh nice side dip so i've, I've actually used exactly what you said the greek yogurt some of the thai uh chili garlic and just dip like carrots in it uh, or broccoli like so i've done steak. that before <laughs> or yeah you know definitely some steak but an easy way just to add a lot of flavor and a lot of kick to your meals as well and then one question i do get asked a lot which i see thai has a section for that is uh vegan sources of protein mm-hmm. so people for people who don't eat meat so uh, i think thai is a little bit more first in that than I am. Yeah, for sure. I mean, in terms of vegan sources, and uh, I'm not vegan. I just do want to clarify that. However, um, I do have trouble. He's just more patient with vegans <laughs> than I am. Yeah, that's all. <laughs> um, no, I, I, honestly, guys, I just I tend to uh, have some trouble, like I was stating before, like with dairy. I grew up very lactose intolerant, so vegan became a wheelhouse of mine, and I uh, too did delving a little bit. So in terms of uh, vegan, we can go tofu, uh, beans, in terms of lima beans, um, Pretty much any beans in general, uh, you will get a pretty good serving of not only good fats, but you also get a, a good serving of uh, carbs and uh, protein as well um, if you're strictly vegan. Seitan is another version, um, which is similar to tofu, a little different in terms of texture and flavor. Uh, quinoa, broccoli actually does have a pretty, in terms of comparatively to other vegetables, broccoli's protein, protein content is much higher. I think for, I think, for about one ounce, it ends up being about like three, or excuse me, for about a serving size, it ends up being about like four to six grams. Yeah, which doesn't per. sound like a lot, but if you're thinking of like broccoli as like a side dish, you're getting all the other <laughs> nutrients from broccoli, and yes. then you're also getting some extra and protein. And you actually get some protein. And that is, that is one tip that I also do give to people a lot is don't just focus, like you want to focus on that main protein source, but you have to mm-hmm. understand you're going to get residual protein from a lot of other foods. Mm-hmm. Just because a food is not a protein source doesn't mean it doesn't have protein. That's mm-hmm. a very com- common mistake people make is they think a protein source means it just has protein. Just mm-hmm. because a food has protein doesn't mean it's a legit protein source. So the examples we gave before, cheese, almonds, nut butters, they have protein, but they're not good protein sources. But you are still getting residual proteins from these foods. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't mean you eliminate them. It just means that's not going to be the main focus of your meal. Like you're not going to consider like a peanut butter and jelly sandwich a good source of protein. Um, so the reason why I bring that up though is because if you are someone who has trouble eating like more meat or you don't want to eat a lot more meat, understand that you're going to get a lot of protein. Probably, honestly, if you're you're probably going to get anywhere between 25 to 50 grams a day of protein that's non-meat sources just from residuals so you're thinking about things like oatmeal and like ty said broccoli or uh, even like different pastas or or peanuts you will get a little bit of protein here there but that's six or eight grams here and there you know a few times a day really adds up Uh, so just because you don't look at this as like, oh my God, I have to start eating like mm-hmm. meat seven times a day to get enough protein. <laughs> yeah. If you can get, you know, a hundred grams a day from your meat sources, you'll probably make up the rest uh, from, from residual protein. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. And then, and then I think in terms of, uh, you know, it's obviously something to always talk about. I, I don't harp on them per se, but I will say, you know, if I feel like a client has looked at the list that I've sent them and we've gone through and trying to expand, you know, pretty much any, every other option. Um, also, you could also administer them for just in terms of convenience for yeah. your clients is to adding in whether it be either a plant-based supplement or like a whey casein based supplement, depending on their preference. I just hate to lead my conversations about protein with that because so many people are so more apt to say, Oh, I'll just like I said, you know, earlier in the podcast, they'll say they'll drink two to three protein shakes a day and say, all right, like I'm done. Yeah. You're missing out on so much. And, and if anything, at the end of the day, just think of the source in which your protein is coming from. Do you want it? coming out of a plastic container or do you want it to be something that's much more nutrient hopeful 
whole food based, nutrient dense, and is giving you the things your body needs in order to, to survive and operate along with hitting your protein goals for the day. One of the yeah, one of the very common things I see with nutrition clients is is um, they'll start eating more protein and they're sending me their their calories and protein numbers every night and the protein mm-hmm. looks good and then maybe like a week or, or a week and a half in, uh, I'll be like how you know, when they when I go over the the weekly or daily how you're feeling, they'll they'll let me know like, Oh yeah, I've been feeling really, really constipated lately, right? Yeah. And uh, so then when I, when I hear that, I'm like, okay, well, let's go through your food logs. Let's mm-hmm. see what you're eating. And it, i say eight or nine times out of ten, it's because they're they're relying too heavily on protein shakes. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? They're they're drinking way too much, you know, powdered protein. And when we switch them off that to more whole foods, they that it fixes the problem. So um, again, if you want to avoid a lot of digestive issues, I would say to veer more towards these lists and try to, you know. If you're really, really stubborn and don't see anything on the foods that we mentioned that you like, at least look up some recipes and try to make the food taste pretty well. Because for yeah. most of the stuff, like if you season or marinate it correctly, like you can make anything taste pretty good and create a flavor profile that you like. And you can't tell me in 2021 on Google that you can't find one recipe that you don't like so uh, or that you like. So um, keep these in mind. You know, Make things taste good. If you're going to have eggs... Don't just make plain scrambled egg whites like I do. Don't be a psycho robot. <laughs> like, you know, make it taste good. Make an omelet. Make an egg sandwich, you know. Um, but, again, understand that if, you're, if you want to have so, a solid amount of protein in your diet, uh, you're going to need to be a, a little bit uh, realistic with the fact that you may have to eat some foods that uh, you don't necessarily are looking forward to eating it every mm-hmm. single minute of the day. But again, you're eating it for the health benefit. And, and sometimes if you do that and you start to make it taste good and look up new recipes, you'll end up liking a lot of foods that you didn't like in the past. Like in the past, I didn't like to eat a lot of like fish and salmon. I thought it was dry and gross. Yeah. And now I eat salmon every week, like I said. Um, so I would keep those things in mind. Same thing with like cottage cheese and Greek yogurt. The first time I had those things, I was like, ugh. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. But now I eat them all of the time. Um, the... Did you have any more vegan ones that you wanted to say or no? No, no more vegan ones. I think uh, just a side note, uh, just touching upon what you're saying. I think it's it, it makes sense just to make note of when you're changing your diet and you're you're looking to make a, a change in your nutrition. Like, don't don't eat the normal things that that you find that give you satiation, and give you pleasure, and allow you to feel good. Like, of course that's that's part of it, but you can make these foods and whole 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 food based options, nutrient dense options, taste well. Also, I think the fact, I think a lot of people tend to under, underutilize two things, and it seems simple, but it's huge. My whole fridge at home is stocked full of sauce. I'm yeah. the biggest sauce guy in the world. Like yeah. Low, like low cal, uh, kinds that have low sugar, and then just the normal ones as well. The normal, say, Casey Masterpiece. Uh, <laughs> I mean, they don't even make that anymore, I found out. But uh, uh, pretty much, I'm a huge advocate of uh, things with spice and garlic in it. Um, but not only underutilizing sauce and underutilizing uh, their seasonings. Yeah. Uh, again, my my whole above my my stove at home is literally just a whole shelf just filled with seasonings from uh, umami seasoning, garlic salt, uh, regular salt, pepper, I, I, all over the place from A to Z. Those are the things that allow you to stick to greater adherence and consistency with getting your protein in over time. And I can tell you these things strictly because I, I'm eating about 300 grams a day, which. We've talked about, we've had plenty of nutrition clients who say 100 to 120 grams is a lot. You know, it's three times that amount. So just imagine those scales and realize there's ways in which you can do this and not make it feel like you're just shoveling in that same uh, plain old chicken and broccoli every single yeah, day. Yeah, I, nah, you know. I, I always see like Ty post uh, pictures of his food. I'm like, oh man, I wish I took the time to like make my food like <laughs> taste that good. Like I, I, like I said, I, I was telling Tyler before we started recording, I sometimes like get into like robot mode yep. where I just like, uh, you know, Meat, veggie, carb, meat, veggie, carb. And I'm just like, and, and I'm fine with it. Like, I'm not complaining. But, like, I understand that that's not sustainable for most people. Yeah. For me, I, during the weekend, it's just like, I just pound it down, move on to the next mm-hmm. thing. And it keep it, that's what keeps me regimented. Because then I know it's going to open me up to, you know, maybe on, the, uh, like, you know, when I do have something that's a little bit more flavorful, then it's, it's more of a treat for me. But, again, that's not for everybody. So take that advice and, like, Get seasonings. Get look up marinades. They make a yeah. ton of low calorie, no calorie, no sugar sauces. Uh, even things like 
just regular old fashioned like tomato sauce or salsa. Very low calorie, you salsa. know. You know what I mean? Underrated salsa is, <laughs> yeah. dude. You can get so many different like. Just all you gotta do is when you're doing when you're putting it on your food, take the extra literally five seconds to just weigh it out. And make sure you're not over consuming it because mm-hmm. those things are very easy to to over consume. Um, so some tips. Though, if you take if you've taken this list in, or you've written down, or you've looked it up on our Instagram, and you have these things in front of you, but you're still kind of looking at your day, and like, well, how am I supposed to do this? How am I supposed to get more protein? Uh, I wanted to go over like some tips on how to increase your protein throughout the day that we both give our clients. So, like the number one tip that I give to all of my clients, and it's very very helpful, is just try like when you're first starting. Again, don't look at your whole day. Break down meal by meal. Mm-hmm. So again, if your if your goal is 150 grams a day and you you prefer to eat four meals a day, that's around 36, 37 grams mm-hmm. of protein per meal. Uh, I believe you know times four, it, it comes out to about 148 grams. Um, so that break it down to that, and let's say you're used to eating you know a, a smaller amount of protein. Just try to get in five to ten grams more per meal. Mm-hmm. And what does that look like? That literally looks like an extra ounce or two of meat. That means mm-hmm. if you're already going to eat chicken, you have an ounce or two more. Or you have an ounce or two of shrimp on the side. If you're eating eggs in the morning, this is one that I see all the time is people be like, I eat protein. I, I think I eat a good amount of protein. I go, well, how much do you eat? Well, what do you eat for breakfast? I eat an egg and toast. Like one egg has like six grams of protein. <laughs> so yeah. again, and six grams of fat. So again, not yeah. a great protein source. But if you took that one egg and added four egg whites and scrambled it, you're not sacrificing a ton of flavor and you're increasing the protein content by a lot. Um, another tip I give is like, you know, using Greek yogurt as a topping. Yep. Again, it's extra protein. Um, adding a half, instead of having a protein shake a day, mm-hmm. adding a half scoop of protein to oatmeal or to, yeah, yeah, to add it to oatmeal or add it to Greek yogurt. Again, if you, if you have a serving of Greek yogurt and a scoop of protein mixed in, you're looking at almost 50 grams of protein right there. And that's a great dessert, you know, that, to have after dinner because it's, it's sweet, but it's not high in sugar and fat. Um, what are some tips that you give for, for your people? Yeah, I think number one protein, or excuse me, not number one protein. <laughs> um, I think uh, number one tip that I actually give people is, because uh, again, people come into first time nutrition yeah. clients, generally speaking. Yeah, so I mean, realistically, in terms of like protein for me, uh, the number one tip that I tend to give people, and it, it just goes along with how we how we initiate and start our coaching is uh, just tracking it and seeing actually how much it is. I think too many people jump to the conclusion that having four or five ounces of a, a protein of meat at each meal is so much food to eat. Yeah. When, however, if you switch it out with the things they were eating before, they were probably eating closer to say eight to 10 ounces of whatever it may be, yeah. whatever junk food or uh, carb source or whatever it is uh, that they trade out instead. Um, that's honestly, that's the biggest one I give to people. I think just finding the things, taking the actual time and putting in the effort to find the protein sources that align and fit in to meals that you like and making that um, part of your daily diet. Again, like what Adam was referring to with like the meals that I post, a lot of that stuff is what I post for dinner. I make it real extravagant and put a lot of spices and things like that, but you don't have to do that. You And that's also not going to be what every single meal looks like. Uh, finding the, the couple things, the couple protein sources that you like to have for your first and second meal of the day and keeping them uh, cooked on like on deck around be able to grab and convenience is, is a huge factor i think as well in terms yeah. of getting your protein daily uh, yeah i think cooking food ahead of time is going to yep. help a lot so for example like if you're expecting to find the time to uh cook up fresh you know meat every you know three or four hours it's it's a, that's an unrealistic expectation to set for yourself you know you got a career you got a job you got kids mm-hmm. so uh, you know grilling up or baking up a bunch of uh, of protein sources ahead of time can help a lot now it doesn't have to be like an instagram tupperware meal prep party it can literally just be grilling up your protein source and then you know that you're gonna find something to have with it mm-hmm. throughout the week so uh, I know for me, like every meal I come, we we have for dinner at my house, it's always based around the protein. So when I say, "What are we having for dinner? What are our you know dinners for the week when we're going grocery shopping?" Always it's like protein, it's always. like oh, salmon this day, beef this day, yep. chicken this day, yep. steak this day, and then we just figure out what we're gonna have with it along the way. As opposed to most people's you know uh, dinner menu for the week will look like. 
I don't know, takeout, uh, pasta meatballs, yep. um, you know, Fridays, yeah, 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 Fridays or whatever. So like pizza Fridays and stuff like that. So it's like if you're just basing your meals off of the protein, you can then uh, you know figure out the the carbs and the fats that or the veggies that are going along with it. And again, it, simplify it down. Keep it simple. Don't expect every single meal to be this big Pinterest recipe. One common thing that I hear from people is, oh, I don't want to eat the same things every week. <laughs> but here's the thing that I find yeah. with most people is they already eat the same things every week. They get the mm-hmm. same breakfast every day. They eat the same five dinners every week. They get the same lunch every day. It's just that they don't have to worry about the protein and they're not tracking it, so they don't care. Yep. But if you're stopping at Starbucks every day and getting a muffin and a caramel macchiato, guess what? You're eating the same thing every day. You're just allowing, you're just creating this narrative that you don't want to have to eat mm-hmm. eggs every day because you don't you don't like them that yep. much. It's like, yeah, but what do you want more right now? Or do you want to you know, eat something that you're not crazy about for a little while and maybe along the way figure out a recipe that you like? Do you want to try one of the 20 other protein sources Mm -hmm. that we gave you and try that for a little while? Or do you want to continue doing what you're doing and not pay attention to protein and continue to be frustrated? So, you know, that's a little bit of of the mindset switch you have to make is if the only thing holding you back right now is I just don't like protein sources, then you're really – you're you know standing in your own way. Mm-hmm. So uh, I would say at the end of the day, if you're vegan or vegetarian, it's gonna be a little harder to get your protein in. But you can if you're hitting a little bit more than you were last week, mm-hmm. you're on the right track. Uh, and as long as your total calories are in check, you'll still see weight loss. Just understand that getting in enough protein is gonna be very very important uh, for your long term health and for your results. Mm-hmm. One question that I did get uh, from Instagram, uh, it's not directly about protein but i think it can help uh with this topic uh, was how do i track like larger portion uh meals or large meals into individual portions so for example mm-hmm. let's say you make like a a chili or a casserole or like a stir fry the question basically was if you're making a big portion of that for your family how do you track your individual one because the ingredients are all mixed together mm-hmm. so uh i'll give you the the way that i do it mm-hmm. i don't know if you have a different way but uh this is what works for me uh for some people they hear it and they're like oh that's a lot of work <laughs> it's like, <laughs> but like it's literally it takes me literally an extra two minutes yeah. which is i will just uh account for all of the total ingredients that I put in and then divide it up into the number of servings that I'm getting and then I will track that, you know, portion of the meal. So for example, let's say you're making, uh, let's say like a chicken, uh, a chicken pasta dish where Mm -hmm. it's like chicken veggies are mixed in. I will, you know, look at how much pasta did I use. So let's say it's usually gonna be like the whole box, right? Yeah. So how many servings are in the box? It's about whatever, uh, you know, whatever it is. It's Let's say it's five servings per box and then I use a, a pound of chicken and I use the veggies. What I'll do is when it's all cooked, I will then weigh the entire thing. Yep. And let's say it comes out to 500 grams mm-hmm. and I get five servings out of it. Yep. Uh, you know what I mean? I will know one serving is 100 grams. So that's what I'll do. I'll make sure that I eat 100 grams of the of the total meal. Mm-hmm. And then I'll just track one-fifth of each of the ingredients that I, I put in. I know that sounds like a lot when I say it, but it's actually pretty simple. If you use uh, you know 10 ounces of chicken and a box of pasta, you will have you will track it as I had one fifth of a box of pasta, and I had uh, you know two ounces of chicken. You know that that's really how how I would do it. I wouldn't get too crazy about it. Uh, you know, to where you're tracking like every single piece of broccoli you had, and is it going to be a hundred percent accurate? Probably not. Maybe you have a little more chicken in one dish than you did in the other. Mm-hmm. But again, this is better than what you were doing before, which is just mindlessly eating it. So again, I would just go. Okay, I I know I used. Uh, a whole box of uh, pasta, I knew, or if it's chili, I used a whole can of tomato sauce, I used a whole pound of beef. How many servings did that get me? How do I figure out how many servings it got me? I weigh the whole thing, mm-hmm. and I divide it up by the number of servings I expect it to be, and then I will say, okay, I had one or two, whatever I had, I have one serving, they have two servings, mm-hmm. and then I'll track how many uh, you know grams, my estimated grams I had of each of the ingredients, or estimated ounces. I think it's important to make note here too that like what you're saying, I 100% agree with, and I I utilize that uh, that same like modality and that same like process as well. 
you can also do that on my fitness pal you can add all those things in yeah you can make your own recipe exactly exactly i think it's important just to note that there are apps and other things that can help you to do these things if what we're trying to explain to you sounds a bit confusing yeah Um, so so for example what you do is you would go to like create a recipe you would put in this is uh this is the rest the recipe is you know whatever (laughs) 300 grams of pasta uh, 10 ounces of chicken, uh, yep. 150 grams of sauce, and that's the recipe. And it'll say how many servings does this make, and you can mm-hmm. put in it makes you know five servings, and then you can track it as one yep. serving. But you have to make sure that you're tracking, you know what a serving weighs. You yes. know what I mean? I wouldn't just eyeball it. So the way to do that was after you cook the meal, just weigh the whole meal out like a big bowl, and you know it weighs you know a thousand grams, so you know yep. two hundred grams is a serving, and then you could put in uh, in in my fitness pal that you had one serving of that. Yeah, hundred percent. Ty's way is probably easier. <laughs> <laughs> no, honestly, I said I use that same way. I, I do the same thing on my fitness pal. I think the other thing to note too, and it, again, it seems like something simple, but it's to know that like you can also technically speaking, and it's not. I've done this multiple times, so it's not that hard can make the whole meal and just make your protein in a separate pan next to it and just in terms of like if doing all the math and the equation and all that stuff sounds like a lot you could have all of your other ingredients here your carbs and more it's probably going to be more carbs and fats slash vegetables uh produce what may have you and have your protein be separate just to, it it depends how accurate you really want to be about it and if you just want to make things in two separate pans you may have a little more dishes but at the end of the day we're talking small sacrifices. Small, small so, sacrifices. It's either washing change. an extra yeah. dish <laughs> like, or so taking small. an extra two minutes to, to figure out how much you use. And yeah. again, guys, for exactly. most, if think about if you were like, if someone gave you a recipe, you looked up a recipe online, right? Mm-hmm. You would have to measure out all the ingredients according to the recipe. So measuring out ingredients isn't some sort of new, crazy eating disorder thing that you have to do it's that's how you make things if you if i look up a recipe yeah exactly (laughs) if i look up a recipe for shepherd's pie Mm -hmm. i'm gonna have to follow the recipe and measure out or or or, or each ingredient so i want to make it you know how it's supposed to taste so it's the same thing when you're tracking food. The only difference is now you're you're taking one extra step and logging it into my fitness pal and then making decisions based off of how many calories are in that food. So if, if I know I'm gonna have uh, a high calorie dinner, then I just know I have a lower calorie lunch and, and mm-hmm. breakfast to make up for that. So these are really simple, kind of small sacrifices to make. Uh, and again, these are these are ways that you can make your diet more sustainable as opposed to just. I'm not gonna eat carbs for 30 days, or I'm gonna intermittent fast, or whatever it is. Before you do those things, you have to create a baseline uh, behavior pattern to to adhere to, so that if you were to go try something extreme, mm-hmm. you still had something to come back to, which would be eating your uh, goal body weight a day in protein and controlling your total calories. If you're doing those two things, you don't have to go try any crazy uh, quick fixes or anything like that. You heard the man. All right, so I think that's all. We, I think that's all we got for you today. We actually ended. Perfect. We ended up talking almost an hour just on proteins. So I was pretty, uh, I'm pretty hey, impressed with that. Very well said, guys. We just want to thank you for joining us. As always, uh, if you get a chance, you can go back in the podcast and count how many times we said protein and let us know. That'd be amazing. No, but seriously, if you did enjoy the podcast, guys, please give us a like, give us a share, uh, let us know what you want us to speak about in the podcast coming forward, and if you want to check out. Any of our further information, everything is right there in the show notes. We appreciate you guys joining us, and we'll talk soon. Thanks, guys.